What's up everybody, welcome to The House of Mario, episode 63, and we are the Nintendo Podcast, a part of the AP Collective. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is my best buddy, Bryce DeWitt. That's me. That's you. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about the new Xenoblade 2 expansion, as well as a couple of indie games I've been playing. But Bryce, how's your week been, buddy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what a way to start it. Uh, uh, I'm just going to go with okay and leave it at that. Leave it at that. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this weekend you've been playing a fair bit of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Torna of the what's it called? Golden Country <laughs> of the Golden Country it just escaped my mind for a sec I haven't played it so this is all up to you buddy alright cool um, so I'll, 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 uh, I'll talk about it in a little bit of detail and later on down the line maybe end of this month maybe a little bit into next month you'll hear more about it when I've actually had the time to completely flesh it Mm-hmm. And you'll probably hear it with a special guest, which, if you pay attention to Twitter, you'll know who that is. If not, don't tell. If if you already know, don't tell people. All right. It's a secret, is it? It's a secret. It's okay. a secret. I, th- I think. I think. I think. I think. Yeah, we'll roll with that. All you right? think? All right, that's good. I, I think we'll roll with that. <laughs> so, um, uh, something I've been excited about, and everybody knows that I've been excited about, is Torna of the Gold Country. Torna the Gold Country. So, uh, that is the tack on add-on, the last DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. After a absolute slew of, you know, quest introductions into the expansion pass and the challenge mode and, like, all the nice things we've been getting each month with it. Um, I d- just, just to sort of tear it off, I'm glad I spent the $45. Um, I haven't finished Tawny yet, but like more into it in a second but overall like uh if you're really into xenoblade chronicles 2 i i feel like there's almost no reason for you to not pick it up just just to uh, paint the picture how many hours have you put into it already in xenoblade no the um the the expansion Uh, about 10 oh about 10 all right so that's 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 a good that's a good effort yeah good chunk good chunk yeah so you said it's about 20 hours people were saying online so would you say roughly halfway? Twenty hours to twenty hours to the main story. You know what? It's hard to gauge whether I'm halfway or not because you're doing. Are you doing side quests and stuff like that? As well, yeah. As you go. The the game sort of forces you to do side quests. Yep. Um. So, uh, a little bit of tap off. I'll introduce it. Uh, because my discussion with it, obviously that I that I've just spoken about that's going to be happening later is going to be. Whether you've played it or not, and just so that's going to be a spoiler cast. That's that's pretty much going to yeah. be a spoiler cast, you know. So so, so just just basically um, talk about it in non spoilers. So if someone's interested in in this, in who, playing it, yeah. who hasn't who hasn't necessarily played Xenoblade Two or is thinking about it, should, well, should they pick this up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the interesting thing, uh, the interesting thing about this expansion in general, is that. I think I'd ha- I'd like to say probably about four days away from now it's getting its own physical release and it'll be standalone playable. Mm. So, a bit strange, one would think. Um, but if you want a cheaper dip into Xenoblade, it's a good way to go. Yeah, like like PlayStation's been doing a lot of their sort of standalone DLC as well. Even With- just like stuff like Metal Gear Solid yeah, when they yeah. had Grand Zeroes and stuff like that. You know, it's the same sort of vein of thing, right? Um, it just so happens that, like, it's... 
you know, it's it's come further down the line before the game's actually... Well, the game's actually already been released and yeah, stuff but, like that. Yeah, about 10 months later, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you've already played Xenoblade 2 and you, you've already absorbed yourself into lore, the lore, you already know what's going to happen with this DLC. It's, it's a... Um, well, it's the telling of the story uh, that sort of culminates to why Xenoblade 2 is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, about about a country country the country of Torna. Um so it's uh, been really interesting so far because one it touches it, it it touches on characters that you know have minimal screen time um that you want to know more about but it also uh, has characters in it that you're already familiar with and you're learning about them. Yeah. So it's uh, really interesting uh, from that perspective, you know, uh, a specific blade, which I'm not going to mention here, uh, has a completely different person. Well, I'd like to say a completely different personality, but more or less, uh, they are a little more childish and less self-aware of what they are and stuff like that. And it, it kind of just brings a little bit of interest to it as to how their personality changed because of the events that have been happening in Torna. Mm-hmm. So Torna's... Uh, Torna's been pretty good so far. It completely changes up the combat system. Um, well, I say it completely changes it, but it's relatively the same, except they've added in a mechanic, <laughs> yep. uh, which changes changes up how you play it pretty, like, pretty big. Um, and that's the ability to swap out your drivers uh, with your blades. Mm. So instead of having a driver with three blades and you switch between those three blades... Um, you have a driver and two blades. Uh, you only get the set. You only get set blades and set characters throughout the whole expansion. There's no, there's no additional blades or anything like that. Uh, but instead of swapping out the blades, you swap out your driver with your blades, and you use the blades as characters. Yeah. So that's the first time that like, uh, blades are playable. They weren't a playable thing in the original, uh, like game. Obviously, mm. they were just kind of what you had as your move set. Um, so that's added some really interesting mechanics into how they uh, deal with status effects, like break, topple, launch, smash, all that stuff, because it's all sort of tied in with how you use the flow of combat. Now, before it used to be very exclusively set on like what blade knows how to do what. Yep. Um. So, looking at it from that perspective, it's it's uh, refreshing and it's a new way to play and it's a new system for you to learn. If you've already spent the 200-odd hours in Xenoblade like I have, <laughs> you already know how every mechanic works and it's it's just sort of a refresh change-up of how to play the game and it's really a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of Torna has been, you know, uh, poking at what's what's going on in the world at that point in time because when you're told about it in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, you're only told of like the result and how it came to be sort of thing um, but you never really touched on why that mattered or why these characters were brought to the situation that they've been brought into yep. so um, meeting all these characters is like a 
it's it's absolutely fantastic. You know, you get more backstory on characters that were existent at that time, but also existent in two. Um, you get insight into characters like Adam. Adam is talked about widely in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. He's known as um, the hero, essentially of of that era. Um, and Adam is a really cool character. I really like him. And you can see why people hold him in such high regard and it's just a joy to sort of watch Mm. like um, the exchanges that you get with some people and Adam and Adam's just such a, like he's a pretty generous guy and, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he kind of just fleshes out that story a whole of a lot more just knowing who he is. Yeah. It's... uh, it's relatively small in terms of area space. Obviously, you had a lot of areas to explore in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You only have uh, two Titans to explore in Torna. Um, but uh, one of them is a Titan you've already seen before, and the other is Torna. Yeah. So, the Titan you've already seen before. It's cool to see how the area has changed as time has, you know, gone on. You've obviously seen the area in Xenoblade Chronicles Has 3. Has the area changed much, or, or have they just sort of recycled it a bit? Um, no, a bit of it is recycled, and, like, I'll, I'll give it that much. Um, like, if you, uh, if you did too much to it, then it'd be completely unrecognisable. Mm, yeah. But in saying that, like, you know, villages are only just starting to develop. Uh, and some of the areas there hasn't been any clearance, so there's a lot more flora and fauna just everywhere. And okay, you know that's pretty cool. You know, all the trees are smaller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Trees are smaller. There's still giant roots from trees that were there before. That you know they've they've cleared out in Xenoblade Chronicles two by that point. And you know there's a bit of a limitation on where you can go in terms of uh, like how how the fauna has acted and sort of blocked your path and all that. Um but overall, uh I'm not sure how much the worth the like the physical the physical copy is worth, like the standalone copy. There's also a digital standalone. Okay, yeah. Um I'm not sure how much that costs, but like, you know, if you're paying thirty dollars for Torna, it's worth the money. Hmm. Um it's a really good taste in playing something Xenoblade without not so without soaking up too much time. So it is a good standalone story for someone who doesn't want to. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the thing is, is like the the story is so interchangeable because you learn about it all through Xenoblade Two anyway. Mm. Going like regressing back to the past and playing the past, which is Torna, it's five hundred years set in the past. Playing it, you learn about it. You when you see it in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, you're just like, I know what happened. There's no shock twist or anything. You know exactly what happens when the story sort of slowly picks up. Yeah, in two. It's overall sort of a taste tester into what you could be playing in 2 for a cheaper price. Um, for people that have played it, they get to learn more about the people that are so highly talked about in the past, obviously. And overall, it's just, you know, combine, combine that with all the stuff that we've already been given through the expansion pass. It's just, for 45 bucks, you can't really go wrong. Um, so that that's, that seems like a pretty decent price for all the stuff you got previously, let alone this twenty-hour expansion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, yeah, obviously, obviously, like I said, I'm not sure about the physical price, but if it's only if it's only thirty dollars, considering that the expansion pass is forty-five, if it's only thirty dollars, and you're getting a twenty-hour experience out of it just from the story alone, 
Hmm. Whereas Xenoblade 2 is probably about an 80. Yeah. So someone like me, like I only just started up the game, did the tutorial and sort of got out the first area. Would you, like, if, if I picked up the expansion pass, would you recommend me go and play this and then get back into the base game? I mean, you wouldn't have an issue, really. Wouldn't have an issue? No. Or, um, yeah. or if if someone was interested in going and playing this first, then the full game would you would you recommend that or would you would you or do you think you need a bit more context from what happened to go back to this? No, it didn't. It doesn't really. It doesn't really make a difference in my opinion because, like, uh, when you uh, when you go through Xenoblade uh, Chronicles two, you learn you learn a particular character's motives or whatever. Anyway, but he's he's already sort of just an asshole yep. <laughs> uh, in, in 2 to begin with but like in Torna you learn in Torna you'll learn why he's a particular asshole but you also learn that in 2 anyway hmm. not a big deal it doesn't matter what timeline you learn that in whether you learn it from Torna and then you learn it to 2 his motive is not the point yeah, you know, um, it's it's sort of just the precursor to like how such a like terrible destruction could have happened or whatever to um, Torna because that's what it's about. You know, um, Torna's not a visitable place in 2. So, talks about what uh, what happens with Torna. Um, Torna is spoken about in the early enough portions of the game because uh, the bad guys in 2 introduce themselves as Torna. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yep. But... Torna is actually sort of throwing back to something that's a little more important than what it is, and you already you hear about it by like chapter two or three of Xenoblade Two. So, you know, um, it's it's more just a precursor and more information about what happened, um, and meeting characters that you don't meet in two, which are pretty important to the overall lore, which is good. Yeah. You know, um, if you if you're getting into it, then you know, um, Xenoblade Two had to happen for a reason. So you know that something's hidden there in Torna that you've got to deal with, and it it just culminates to lead up to Xenoblade Two. Yeah. So you've still got about ten hours or more to go yet. So, well, yeah, I would say. From what from what I gather, there's about eighteen to twenty hours worth of story content, and then there's twenty hours of dicking around. So, of dicking around, yeah. <laughs> you know, forty hours, um, which, you know, some people don't even didn't even spend more than the time that they spent on the story into. Overall, um, my ten hours experience so far, really good. Um, I enjoy it a lot. It doesn't matter whether you're a newcomer, veteran. Uh, it just adds more to the plot of two, but not in a damaging enough way that you can play them in any order, and you'll still get the context of it anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, you just learn who characters are a little more earlier, and you learn what kind of what kind of people you should trust and what people you shouldn't. And that's that's fine. You can you can take it in in any order, and I don't see it ruining the story in any way. Yeah, like he- hearing you speak about this, I'm like, oh, I really want to go and play Xenoblade, but I will get there eventually. I've bought it. I'm half 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 the way there. Spent my eighty dollars, so <laughs> I have to justify it and actually play it. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, I've been playing a, a few Switch games. 
Um, I tried out the uh, new update for Splatoon 2. Uh, I didn't I didn't really try the new weapons necessarily, but because um, I'm sort of just like with Splatoon, I found the end zap. Uh, I sort of just stick to that. I don't try a whole lot of weapons. I will, but at the moment I'm just playing with the same gun. But I've versed a couple of the new weapons. I don't know what they're called. I haven't gone and looked at them. But there's basically a, a bucket where they throw it and all these bubbles just start fire out down the stage. Yep. Is that a new one? Um, I, I don't feel like I've seen it before. <laughs> n- no, the only the only bubble-related weapon I can think of is the special. Mm. So, yeah, like, I guess it's new. Like, I, I didn't use it, but just having it having um, your opponents throwing it at you and it's coming towards you, it makes you have to get out the way. It's, it's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how strong it is if, if, I, was, if I were to use it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I don't have much more to say about Splatoon, but a lot of fun. Um, it was funny because people were thinking, like, we actually brought it up as well, but the uh, in the direct where they had the uh, 100 times, like a lot of people were like, is this is this a uh, <laughs> Battle Royale game? It's like, I, f- I think if they're doing a Battle Royale, they'll make a lot more of a big deal out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that would be fun though. Well, I'm not look. I'm not too sure what's going to happen with it, and like, obviously, it's actually coming to the tough end of the year. Like, where anything that you could put in a battle royale, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I want Splatoon to go down that route. It's no, gonna, it'd have way too much competition. Yeah, well, well, the stages aren't built for anything like that. Absolutely not. No, no. And like, e- even if you wanted to do like a solo whatever like they're not even built for that they're built for teams all starting on either end yeah so yeah. absolutely yeah like when I was like I get I think it's like splatting people is such a satisfying thing and having yeah. no having no mode that's based on maybe like trying to get splats or kills or whatever you want to call it I feel like that is a missed opportunity I would like to see that but at the same time I know they're not going to do it because Nintendo's I think they're quite proud of how Different. How they've handled it. Yeah, well, how yeah. different Splatoon is. Yeah. Which yeah. I respect that, so that's cool. Yeah, well, and absolutely. Having, having all the unique modes in there is fine anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I played I played about um, probably 40 minutes of a game called Mini Metro. Uh, this game was provided by the developer, just to let you guys know. But it this game's been on iOS and oh, I can't say Android for sure, but I'm sure it's been there. Um, for probably a year, I saw this sort of shown off by the, the, the uh, devs at PAX last year, and basically, it's um, it's got it's it's really simple. It's got little shapes. It's got um, uh, circles, triangles, rectangles, and they all represent train stations. And you've got to try and link link them up and put trains on certain tracks. And the aim of the game is not to get congested and move uh, like traffic right and move people from station to station and if there's too many people built up on one station it's game over and I I, I sort of um, I was playing and I didn't really have much of an idea what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> but the, the way the way it um, introduces you to the game I thought was really smart it just comes up with a uh, a triangle on the screen then, then next to it pops up a circle and then you, you're like looking at it you're like huh so you click on it, you link them up, and the train starts going like between each one. You know, oh, but another shape pops up, and it just eases you in like that, and just slowly more stuff starts coming up. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's not like, hey, welcome to the game. Here is tutorial. Yeah, the tutorial was really smart. Yeah, and like, um, when it got to when it got to the uh, the 
the part where where it got be a bit more complex i was like all right i'm 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 kind of like i was pretty tired (laughs) (laughs) it was was it sunday night and i'm like oh uh, i can't learn something new at the moment (laughs) yeah yeah because i was just playing splatoon or whatever that day but no that that, that, i'm keen to go back to that and i tried it on docked mode so i didn't actually get to try the touch controls obviously being a mobile game first i dare say if you put it in handheld mode and use the touch screen controls would be a lot easier yeah for sure yeah yeah um and the game I really want to talk about, this was a game that uh, caught my eye a couple of weeks ago on the Coming Soon section of the eShop. It's a game called Old School Musical. It's, yeah, I did it, see that, yeah. You, you saw it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a rhythm game um, where you use the input of the uh, the uh, buttons on the Switch and also the shoulder buttons. Um, no touchscreen controls, which I'm happy about because a lot of the touchscreen rhythm games on the Switch I haven't been that impressed by. Like, I absolutely love rhythm games. Um on the Vita, I really liked the Hatsu Miku, Diva F games, and uh, Persona Dancing All Night. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they've got really nice poppy songs. The uh, the mechanics are really fun, and uh, so this is probably the first game on the Switch that's actually really sort of touched that. Sort of yeah. touched that, and what, what, like I, I looked at a bit of a um, let's play on YouTube from someone who had early access to it, and it looks cool. It, like it had the uh, I had uh, the the background. Uh, oh, sorry. I'll, I'll go back. <laughs> um, so basically, it, it, there's a story mode where uh, you're following these two little block characters. There's a short one and there's a long one. Uh, their names are Rob and I think it's Tib. I think it's Tib. <laughs> and the, the the two brothers and the story goes through like their mother was a piece of crap and eventually. Oh. Well, no, she was. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it turns out a reason why and basically they get access to a key that can take them through all these different worlds so the first one starts off in a world that looks a lot like Pokemon and you're going through that and it's actually got a section that puts you in like a Pokemon battle and whatever and and as, as you're playing the rhythm game all this stuff's going on in the background mm-hmm. so it's like a lot of these rhythm games like there's some awesome looking stuff in the background but you can't see it while you're playing because you're concentrating on just doing your inputs and your yeah, timing yeah so after the Pokemon one, you go to a, a level that uh, looks like a lot like Mega Man, and then you go to one that looks like a lot like Ninja Turtles, and you just keep going through these worlds, and it's really cool just seeing uh, all these different worlds sort of being parodied in this game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, the story really blew me away. Like it's 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 a really stupid and silly story. It's just so much fun to play through. It takes about three hours. Like it's nice and short. Once you finish the story mode, you un- you've unlocked all the songs and you get access to a mode at the end. Uh, I'll have to bring it up to remember what that mode was. Um, uh, what was it called? It was, it's called Chicken Republic. <laughs> Chicken Republic. So basically in the game, you there's a world where... Uh, <laughs> there, there, was a, there was a world where um, you're basically tracking down this the hero who's um, broken all these pots and killed all these chickens. Oh God! <laughs> it's like, oh, who could that be? And and you end up going to a world where it's run by the chickens who have escaped this character. <laughs> and and like, uh, I can't I can't remember the exact reasoning why you have to go and find the king to kill him, but you end up killing him. <laughs> and at the end of the game, it no, it, it skips to, um, it, it skips to the king, and then you go, then you beat the game. And it says, oh well, there was actually a lot between, uh looking for the king and like finding him 
So there's this little, little section where you've got to go through the songs again and go on their journey from this section to that section. Yeah. And also, uh, like, doing the songs harder. So there's replay value there. And it was, it was only $20. Like, I feel bucks. like... Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's definitely um, recommended from me. I absolutely loved it. And it's got so much charm, so much personality. And I recommend it a lot. And uh, last of all, uh, I know this isn't a new game, but uh, Yokai's Island Express... I didn't actually play this. I played the demo a long time ago, and I'm like, this game is awesome. Um, I've got plenty of 2D games to finish, or start, even. But uh, it's on sale until, until the 20th this this uh, month for, was it sixteen ninety five or something like that? Yep. So it's 40% off, so I'm like, well, I might as well get it now. Like, playing the demo was so much fun. It really actually blew me away of... <laughs> how much fun it was how good it was yeah yeah like your little bug just like moving a ball and it, you can control uh, little bits in the uh, little pinball levers in the world and it's sort of like a metroidvania and you go around that gotcha I'm sure I'm sure a few of you guys out there actually have played it and finished it I know um, Eric was a big uh, big fan of it yeah big fan <laughs> of it yeah just lost my words <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I think uh that's all the games I was playing. Oh, I played some more Mario Tennis. <laughs> Did you? Surprisingly? I, 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 yeah, I actually... I hadn't played much of this at all. No. <laughs> like, we did our episode, and I sort of... Like a, like Dash was saying, oh, are we going to remember this game? Um, I did not. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing Splatoon, Mario Kart, but I have not been playing much Mario uh, Tennis. So much other stuff you could play. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Uh, played a bit of the story. I did a, a couple of levels in that. I was like, oh, I'm kind of not in the mood for this. So I did, I did a cup... Uh, yeah, played through the cup, had a lot of fun. Um, I'm sort of, I don't know how people do those big curve shots. Like I'm, I'm I learned how to do the slices, the lobs, spin balls. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're pretty simple. It shows you how to do that in the controls menu. But ha- my, how do you do those big curves? Big curves. There's a button input for it. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Just, I just can't remember. Mm, I've got to get better so we can, uh, we can verse buddy. Yeah, we yeah. can take down buddy, but. Uh, Buddy, I did notice in my friends list you put like forty so hours into Mario Tennis. Jesus, because <laughs> <laughs> I put about sixty something into Mario Kart, so that's not that much behind my <laughs> Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart's been out far longer. So, yeah, just thinking of it from that perspective, like you must have, you must have had a good go at it, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard for me to go. There's so much. There's so much on the Switch right now that I got to play, and Mario Tennis is not at the top of the list. Mm. And that's sad because, to a degree, I was looking forward to it. But there's just it feels a little bit dry. It feels like they left out a lot they could have put in. Mm. Well, I I just wanted something like I wanted Splatoon. I wanted Mario Kart. I wanted Mario Tennis on the weekend just to pick up and play easily mm-hmm. um, I think I think if like personally I'm just going to ignore the story I couldn't give a crap about the story like it's it's not really what we wanted no unfortunately because um, it looked really good to start off with when they were showing it off didn't they yeah yeah, like, yeah. and for the most part if Nintendo is showing off a game that looks good it generally is pretty good once it comes out um, but so far the story has been kind of yeah, yeah you can take it or you, le- you can leave it really gets yeah. pretty like I haven't got to the parts where it's really frustrating. Nah, nah, not really. 
Yeah, I, I know like a lot of people have gotten to like some bosses where it's like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I've been playing Dead Cells still as well. I'm just, I'm treating that as like a pickup and high score type of game. Yeah. I'm not going to try and beat it necessarily. I'm not going to view it as I've got to finish this because I'll be there for ages just trying to... <laughs> at the moment, I'm just trying to get my third uh, potion. Yeah. So I'm just chipping away at that gradually, spending all my dead cells on that. So you, you've got you've got so many retail games you need to finish too, though. Yeah, I've got heaps. Uh, and, heaps. I, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do too. But um, you've probably got more than I do. Yeah, no, I probably do. Like, I've got Xenoblade. I've got... Octopath. Octopath, Mario Plus Rabbids. I haven't, you know, hundred well, finished that story yet. Uh, I'm just looking through my Switch now. Like that's probably it as far as retail goes. To be honest, those three. But I've got a fair few like indie platformers and stuff to finish as well. So, mm. All right. Like just with, just with backlog, I've, I I just look as at it as just like don't let it become a second job. <laughs> just no. Yeah. Just, just 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 let it go. If you don't feel like playing, bloody. I don't know <laughs> Xenoblade don't play Xenoblade yeah, yeah you've well. bought it yes but maybe in the future make some more smart purchasing decisions <laughs> well you know but also with games like Xenoblade I wanted to support that yeah like, yeah, yeah for sure yeah. like it, it did sell well it sold a million in the first probably by the end of the year it sold a million fairly quickly yeah like which it, is great yeah it wasn't a sleeper hit by any any stretch no, of imagination no. well I, like it's got to lend that it's got to lend that to its um like predecessor a fair lot it's predecessor mm. uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 obviously um, that uh, that game was such a it was like out of nowhere it was a cult classic it become like a massive hit um, but that game was in a state of like you could only pre-order it and get it here mm. you couldn't do it without pre-ordering oh really? yeah mm. that's the only way you could get your hands on Xenoblade Chronicles 1 nobody stocked it yeah, I I know like I know in America it was especially hard because that come out months after we got it here even because Nintendo of America wasn't interested in publishing it. Yeah, until like they had that really um, that campaign on online where they wanted the three uh, JRPGs to come over. Was it Xenoblade Chronicles? Was that Last Story and Pandora's Tower? Pandora's Tower. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually they got those published in America, but. It's really weird, Xenoblade Chronicles. Look, that's a that's a first party Nintendo game. That's um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's such a big deal, really. Yeah. Honestly, um, and I mean, obviously, and people know this. I'm juggling two of those games at the moment. I'm juggling Torna, uh, and I'm also juggling X as well. Mm. I'm almost at the end of X. I'm like at the shreds end of X. I'm so close. Mm. Um, I'm maybe about three chapters off, which is not much in the perspective of things like that's all I've got to say about <laughs> how that how long is each chapter like 20 hours no it's actually not very long okay. uh, provided yeah. provided you do everything in order it's actually really short and you don't have to worry about it too much and you like as long as you know what you're doing with soul voices and what soul voices to put to what people I'm sure you can make an absolute like thrash heap out of it yep like <laughs> the the difference between like the one and two like the numerical games and x is that x is hyper customizable there's a lot you can do to change the outcome of your party you know you've got individual classes which will give you specific arts you can change your class anytime uh you can use arts from any class that you've unlocked on different classes like it's it's a massive you know uh people speed run that game in four hours but you know i've spent over i've spent 60 you know four sorry what four hours four hours 
explain as fast as you can how does that happen is that hack is that no, um, no, no, not no. hack sorry is that glitch or is that just playing the game is that just playing the game is that like is it like the equivalent of playing Zelda and going straight to Ganon beating him and but doing it in three hours or whatever that might take you pretty much yeah okay so it's open that type of open it's, world it's, it's yeah. literally like if you know your shit you can get through that game really quickly that's awesome yeah right the thing is is like uh, you can and like without without you know making it seem like a trivial matter because it's absolutely not um, you go onto YouTube and Xenoblade Chronicles X had like a massive uh, garb on trying to be a multiplayer game which yeah. in its own right is impressive to a degree, you know? Like, there's there was ways to play multiplayer with it and you could play with large groups, like, I'm talking 24 players. Um, and there's videos of people on YouTube going into, like, a max player boss and they they can't kill it. It's physically not possible. But with the right class setup, you can keep yourself alive as a single person and just, like, do a shit ton of damage and go until all the way until the timer runs out with no issue right you won't die all right it's just people setting up their classes correctly so if you go out in the field you kill the right things and get your xp up and then get the right arts that you need to make an overpowered class and then run with that class you can finish that class off you've got everything you need and then you can just bolt forward and you can destroy everything you just need to know what you're doing. But obviously, I'm more interested in seeing what I can do by myself first. So I've let that go. And I'm very interested in exploring the world. Like, I've just got my first flying skill, which is, like, the biggest... In saying that, it's 60 hours in. It's, like, 60, 60 hours in. I've just got my first flying skill. Yeah. And so, that was a main grab for that game. Yeah. Does that, does that make you feel, like, really accomplished? Like, how long and hard it is to earn that thing? Does it make like once you get it, you're like, yes. That that game makes you feel like that. Hmm. Um, and the reason for that is like just getting your first skill in general, which your first skill can only walk and attack and turn into a car, right? A car, Ooh. a car. Nice. I like if cars. Want, if, you, if you want to fast travel, right? And like skills are such a big deal. Like it's just like you have to get your skill license. Uh, you know, <laughs> you have to do a bunch of missions to get your skill. How, how old do you have to be to get your skill license? Oh, well, Lynn's got one. She's 13, so... Oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's like reverse America. You get your Look, license... As long, tr- as, you, as long as you beat a bunch of missions, they don't care. They'll give anybody a skill. It's like, here's a skill for killing 12 bugs, all right? 12 bugs? Uh, 12 bugs, delivering an item, picking up some items, uh, helping somebody with a quest, and like, just little shit. Like, see, there's like eight missions. See, in real life, I'd love to kill some bugs and just get your license. Oh, that'd be nice. How much, how much cheaper would that be as well? You know? Oh, so much cheaper. Like, personally, I really struggled with my driver's license test when I when I was doing my learning, so just having some bugs to kill would be just fantastic. <laughs> Steph on a cockroach. Yes! <laughs> I got my license. Actually, to be fair, probably in that world, Bugs are probably like twice the size of you. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if if I do the equivalents, I kill the bug. Oh, fine. I'd, like, I'd say the twelve bugs I had to kill were the size of puppies, <laughs> at most. <laughs> twelve bugs the size of puppies. I don't know. I don't know if I'd. Yeah, I don't know. It depends if they're like, if they're spiders. Well, if they're like laddie, if they're like laddie beetles, about the size of your head. That's fine. You can like probably just drive over with them in your car, but you don't have your license yet, so you can't do that. Um, <laughs> Well, you got guns. Oh, you do have guns. And you got swords. So, 
So, what, you get your gun before you get your skill license. It's <laughs> ridiculous, dude. This, this game sounds bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to the original point. Uh, f- getting your flying skill, you get your first skill six chapters in. Flying skill comes at nine. The game ends at 12 chapters. So, getting to that nine chapters and farming and doing all that work and, like, getting that flying skill and it makes you feel accomplished when all of a sudden, like this big world that you've been traversing on land at this entire point and like it's so beautiful and the landscape is massive and there's no loading zones and the monsters are huge and then all of a sudden you take flight and you start flying over all these areas and realize that there's almost another second world like above all the structures you couldn't get on before because you can fly now yeah that's that's awesome there yeah there's like monsters i never even knew existed similar to metroid where you're like oh let's go back to this area yeah now you've got the right equipment exactly yeah that's cool but like i the first mission it sends you on it's like oh we couldn't get to this probe before but now we have a flying skill we can get to it so you have to fly right and then like you go fly up into that area and then you're just like you know what? i'm gonna circle around here a bit more take a look and you realize there's like an entire sky dragon you never knew existed that you can kill. Yeah, or- I did. I did say when they were uh, doing the initial promotion for this game, uh, I forgot what website it was, but there was a, um, a game journalist basically coming back reporting on his demo he played. So yeah, I played a demo about hundred hours into the game. Uh, I versed this big sky dragon in my mech, which which he said at the time, which Nintendo told me I won't be getting until 80 hours into the game. <laughs> yeah. And it completely destroyed me. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just like, just looking at it from that perspective, like you put the you put the effort in and you, you open up a whole, whole portion of the world that you would have never knew existed if you didn't put that effort in. And like, I know that's a lot to ask for people that uh, don't have the time to put into those games, but for the people that, you know, can sort of see themselves sitting down like I can sometimes I can dedicate myself to a really good JRPG and you know it's 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 just a big thing right yeah um and I mean that's the kick I get out of them um it's the kick kick I get out of games you know doing doing something new like finishing a game putting putting that down picking up a new one going back and revisiting an old one and seeing something that I never thought would even be there you know it's, it's just it's about discovering the little things that yeah like sometimes I feel like playing <laughs> playing a brand new game but sometimes I just feel like going back to what I'm familiar with whether it's a, yeah, yeah, whether it's an old Mario game or an old Pokemon game just sort of like junk food or not junk food but sort of how you can just sort of binge it and be familiar with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, with with Xenoblade, like I like the Wii the Wii U version uh, X. I never thought I never thought about buying it because I'm like I I just won't <laughs> I just won't play it and finish it. I won't I won't have the TV on for I won't be in front of the TV for hundred plus hours to dedicate to the one game. No, yeah. But with the Switch, I'm like I will get to it eventually. Yeah, I will get to Xenoblade two eventually <laughs> so that's why I hope X comes out for the console though that'd be really nice like I, I even yeah. for, for a long time X just sort of sat there because like I was confused about how the systems work it was my first Xenoblade game you know I wasn't too sure about how I was going to go about it and I was just kind of lost and I put it down for a while I played Xenoblade 1 and I loved the crap out of it and I said right I need to do X right and slowly over the years I've, I've been trudging at x because i'm just like i don't know how to approach this still it's a bit different but now that i've actually put down the time to it and played it fantastic but for a long time there i did spend about 20 hours literally just on foot running around the world just checking it out because it was gorgeous yeah. like it's it's like an endless landscape of so much stuff 
um, and only with a skill now do I realise that, man, I probably should have just aimed for this in the first place. But in saying that, like, there's enjoyment to be had just wandering around. Like, it's... For for the... Obviously, Monolith, if if you haven't known, I've said it before, but Monolith uh, helped with Breath of the with Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, it just shows, like, just looking at X, like, you play X and there's just all these really different pretty environments and stuff like that. You see where Monolith really took took hold and taught the Zelda team how to develop such a crazy open world with, like, no loading zones and all that stuff, you know? Mm. It's 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 nuts. It's nuts. And even if you're just running around and it's such a such an incredible game. Um, well, especially, like... We say we say it still the time, but especially on the Switch, like you've got it in your pocket, and that's in your pocket. Like, like you put it next to something on PlayStation Four or Xbox One, it might look a bit, you know, you can see you can see the jaggy lines, of course, stuff like that. But like ha- having it, being able to put it in handheld mode and everything, I think that's yes, yeah. yeah. I don't know how many times we've said that. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep saying that about these big games too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dare say, like, well, so with, with Zelda, like sometimes you look at it. Like if if you get the lighting just right when the the sun's coming through the grass, it looks absolutely stunning. It does. But yeah. at night time, sometimes you're like, oh, I can see there's like th- five textures on screen right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. It's definitely it's definitely worth going back and looking at those games. I think is the moral of that story. You know, well, not not just Xenoblade, but just in general. Just you know, if if you think there's something more to a game, you really should just you know, take a crack at it. Mm. I feel like a lot of people feel like feel out the same way we do too. Just like if it's a big, if it's a, a too much of a time sink, if it comes when it comes out on PlayStation, you're like, ah, oh, nah. But if it comes to Switch like a year later, you're like, I oh, bugger it, <laughs> I'll pick it up and I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you can you can play it if you if you go to commute, you can do that. You can play it on the couch while watching while your partner watches TV like you don't have to really like for me to get on the PlayStation like I found it with Spider-Man this week like you've really got to dedicate yourself to go and do it and it's one of the easiest things in the world to go and do turn on the TV if you've got a Sony TV like me when you turn on the PlayStation the TV boots up with it so you've only got to press the one button on the controller (laughs) sit down on your couch is that hard? no it's not no but it's it's just a mental thing yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just like if I if I want to if I want to put this game down, I hit one button. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not. I have to find a place to save, and you know, I have to stop at a decent point. You just press a button, and you're good to go. You're good to go later on. Mm. Yeah, that's the greatest thing about it. But anyway, yeah, I think I think uh, I think our rambling's probably gone long off long uh, on long enough. Anyway. Well, 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 that <laughs> yeah, the, 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 uh, yeah. See, look, I can't talk today. I can't talk today. Mm. It's been a big weekend, and it's been a big weekend and week. Yeah. And you know, with with the direct going on, it's it's the calm before the storm with the online service. Yeah. Um. I I don't want to I don't want to make judgments on it until it hits, which is a couple of days from now. Um. And we've got also got other things going on this week. Uh. You know, Twitter. Twitter, it's been announced already that uh, we'll be on Dash Culture this week. So We'll be on Dash Culture this week, So yeah. if anybody didn't catch an announcement, we will uh, see you guys, you know, Wednesday night we'll be doing the live show with them. Yeah, and up on, Very keen. Up on podcast services uh, the next day or when Dash gets around to editing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, editing out our... Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> All the fart noises I've got to edit every week. Dash is going to find out about that. <laughs> it's going to be on live streaming services. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can't edit out the farts. No, no, no. You have to put a filter on it. There's just like a Peter Griffin laugh or something. <laughs> and it's like voice detected filter. What would be worse, a fart sound or just Peter Griffin in like in your headphones just doing uh, that? You know what? Yeah, probably. Just do 50-50. Yeah. Half fart, half. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. So, yeah, that will be good, good fun. Um, so, yeah. Catch us on Dash Culture this week and uh, expect a more fleshed out episode when online services go up and we can talk about it a yeah, bit Yeah, so next week's going to be probably... Probably the biggest topic is going to be talking about online services, just how absolutely how that's panning out um, for at least the first the first week. Yeah, then they might improve it. They might whatever. the week trial and yeah, yep. that's that's where it's really important. Right now, it's like it, it it really is the calm before the storm. It's that moment that everybody's been dreading for. We didn't want it to happen, and yeah, yeah, you know, like we're we've just got to, like, we've got to shell out thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like what what everyone's saying. What a lot of people on my Twitter feed are saying is basically, it's thirty dollars. Stop complaining. It's cheap. It's still thirty dollars. It's still a product they're selling us. It's we still have a right to be um, for something annoyed if it's uh, not up to snuff. Oh uh, yeah, and I would like to add that the only time this is the only time a game developer has forced forced in a payment model mid cycle. Yeah. It's the first time they've done it mid-cycle, so we don't know how it's going to turn yeah, out. Yeah, PlayStation introduced it with the, the launch of the PS4. Exactly. The, Xbox 360 had it at launch. Uh, but, yeah, actually, Xbox... Um, the original Xbox didn't have it at launch, though. No, no. So I guess you could count that. But that that was at, like, the precipice of the whole, this whole thing. The other thing is, is that Xbox wasn't very popular. Yeah, I guess. Well, and no nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody was really playing Xbox Live too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a different time. That was back in 2003. Absolutely was. So, yeah. 2018, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It, it's it's just from the perspective of, like, hey, you know... Like, I was thinking about bringing some of this stuff up, but, like, some articles have come out, like, whether they're... Well, I don't know if they're true or not. That's, I, that's I, why I didn't bother, but... I am leaving away from it. Yes, yeah, so am I. I am leaving away from it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to wait and judge it for myself. Yeah. And I will either yell or I'll be like, okay. Mm. You know? So... I think the best case scenario is we put down everyone puts down their thirty bucks. They get some. They get a few discounts on some games. They get, they get they get the NES stuff, um, and they can put a couple of their <laughs> cloud saves up to be safe. Yep, absolutely. And that's it. Yep. I think I think that's what it's going to turn out to be. To be honest, as well, I don't think we're going to have too many problems. It's going to be a few issues. I'm sure Nintendo can iron out well, d- down the track. You know, we will see. the The first seven days will prove to be whether it'll be a nightmare or not. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's just the whole, the whole situation of it being 2018. No, sorry, S- late 2018. These other two services have been around for years at this point. Uh, whether it's eighty dollars or thirty dollars, which is you know quite quite reasonable. It's under. It's like two dollars something a month <laughs> yeah. here in Australia. Um, but it's it's still just. <laughs> It's being it's being in, the, well yeah, yeah it, it's being injected mid cycle. That's why people are outraged. Mm. That's all. That's all it lays down to. Everybody's been playing Splatoon for free at this point. They don't want to pay. Mm. You know, it wouldn't matter if it was thirty dollars or it was eighty dollars. Exactly. You know, it, it's it's just 
people are people are mad and they don't want this to happen and they, they don't want their time to be interfered with some people might not even be able to afford it you know I know that I'm not going to be able to afford the first month for a little bit <laughs> yeah I'm, like it like um metadocs in the discord community is like oh i've got i've got enough money for pokemon uh it might have been smash and uh online services yeah <laughs> it's like it's like you know <laughs> that's still 30 dollars towards a like you know dead cells or one of these awesome games you'll get a lot more enjoyment out of than just yeah you can play online yeah exactly yeah and, yeah anyway let's leave it at that yeah 100%. So we'll go yep. into it next week absolutely absolutely yep guys uh, thank you very much for sticking around for this episode it was a very disconjointed sort of unorganised episode but I hope uh, it brought some enjoyment to your <laughs> well ho- hopefully now. so because and that's honestly day. all we felt like doing today talking, it's, yeah. it's, it's just talking talking Nintendo talking to each other yeah that's that's what uh, yeah after a big weekend that's what you need yeah just sort of disappointment as far as work goes <laughs> really yeah yeah, say no more on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to episode 63 of The House of Mario. Bryce, where can they find you? They can find me at Ivy Revan. I was talking about your straight address. Where can they find oh. you? Um, send oh. hate mail to Bryce. No. Um, oh. <laughs> you can find me at iDruby and the show at The House of Mario. We are a part of the 8-Bit Collective. 10 podcasts and 22 podcasters coming together to put some awesome content in your ears, including Dash Culture, which we will be on later this week. Listen to this smooth man with his like full straight line there with no mistakes. Oh, he just ruined it. Uh- <laughs> well done. Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy the show, give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps with the algorithms. As well as SoundCloud, leave us a follow on there. Uh, Big word. <laughs> SoundCloud? No, algorithms. Algorithms. <laughs> it's funny because... Put like, that on a t-shirt. Every... every <laughs> alg- algorithms. algorithms. That'd be a great t-shirt. Will you buy it? We'll make it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put a cap on it and say the South Samaria. There you go. It's like, uh, you can't use the word algorithms. That's <laughs> copyrighted or something. <laughs> It's probably some podcast called Algorithms talking about like, algorithms. Fuck. I'll listen to that. I'll learn about the algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, give us a follow on SoundCloud if you prefer to listen on to that. We've got a playlist of all our interviews we've done, all the guests we've done, and a playlist with all of the episodes as well as all of the uh, um, Nintendo uh, jukebox. You lost it. I lost it. See, you're putting me off, Bryce. You've just ruined it, mate. Yeah, see, look, I'm really focusing in on him now, all right? Keeping that sharpness up, I really need to uh, keep him on his toes because if I don't, you know who's going to do it. Yeah, that's true. I have to give him. You have to give him an adrenaline shot every day just to keep him peaked. Well, give me a energy drink. I, I had half an energy drink on on this morning. I was going <laughs> going to mad the, man. I know, and I, I started getting the shake. So I started. I, I'm like, no, I'll I won't drink the rest of this. <laughs> yep, that's what energy drinks do to you. No, but they do usually don't. I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I I am an energy drink advocate as well. Advocate, they're so bad for you. They are so bad for you. Every now and again, you want you want like something so salty, you want something so sugary. You're like, just just give me the just just give me the dirtiest thing you've got in the can. Give it to me. (laughs) Put it put it into my veins. Oh god, (laughs) it makes your blood feel so thick and like you just feel gross. Like, why do we do it to ourselves? You know, you'd be you'd be your sweat would be smelling like guana. Mm. What, what's your I drink mother do you drink you drink mother too don't you uh, yeah I don't yeah. really touch that any other ones uh, look I, I I like the occasional Red Bull yeah I don't want a Red Bull either yeah 
But that's occasional because they're friggin' expensive in comparison. Yeah, the small little cans. You get the big cans, but they're expensive too, aren't they? They are expensive. They are they are like expensive. six bucks or something? Well, I mean, look, you go to that, you go down to the servo. Like, this is what this podcast has turned into. Oh God, like. yeah. Go down to the servo. You pay for five dollars worth of fuel, right? And then you walk in there. You get two dollar can of mother. It's six hundred mil, and then you're good, right? Six hundred mil. Of but to, to get a four hundred and seventy three mil of Red Bull, which I believe is like their largest size, is five bucks. Mm not cheap because it's from america and america and the imports and all that stuff you know it's just how it is mm, there you go there so you go there's your education on energy drinks if you yeah. ever wanted it that didn't um <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly right uh this week's nintendo jukebox let me pick up the mic hopefully i won't uh i'm trying uh, to read it from here i can't i'm blind as hell <laughs> you got the glasses on too well, these, these, this is actually my second pair. They don't fit my head very well. <laughs> didn't fit your head. They don't fit my head very well. They're too small. <laughs> too small. He's got a big head, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I've got a fucking big That's head. where all that Xenoblade knowledge comes from. Mate. That big head that can't fit his glasses. If you've ever seen that meme of Bobby Hill with a massive head, that's what I am. All right? <laughs> okay. Uh, this week's Nintendo Jukebox is actually a song from uh, Old School Musical, the game I was talking about earlier. And it's it's based on the uh, Man. yeah it's based on the Mega Man stage uh, Mega O what's it called Megaloman Megalo is it Megalonan or Megaloman Nan Megaloman Megalonan there you go so yeah I I assume I'm uh, not I'm not a genius Bryce but I think that's meant to be a plain word of Mega Man I never would have guessed I don't know is it something about how the stage looks and the uh, lemons that that blue thing is shooting on that uh, album up yeah shit I'm a I'm a genius I've played a lot of Mega Man Hundred, hun, hundreds of thousands of hours I call me Caleb Hard 42 <laughs> hundreds of thousands really nice call me Caleb Hard 42 alright yep alright guys <laughs> see you next week look at that up